And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Episode 197. God, why am I so out of breath? Are you kidding me? I ran like four miles this morning. I went to the gym and still I'm out of breath. Welcome back to the show. This is uh, the the show. This is all it is. If so, if you expected something different, <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> Me, just a boy, his cat, sitting, obviously in a tree. K S S I N G. Um, not right now, though. She's sleeping, and I'm not. <laughs> oh my gosh! I started on time. I said I wanted to start this at eleven fifteen. And here we are, 11.15. Actually, I said I want to start at 11 o'clock, but <clears throat> I was um, watching a video, and then I thought something was on sale, uh, so I wanted to check out what the product was. Uh, it was a training mask, an Apollo training mask. They had a new version of the training mask, and I wanted to check it out. But <clears throat> apparently it's not on sale. That's the story of my life. Look, I got nothing going on. <laughs> I got I have zero things going on. There we go. I, <clears throat> God, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've been trying to feed Nova raw food. She does not like it. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah, so I've, I'm trying to get her off of Purina, I'm trying to get her into raw food. I went and bought some raw food at my local pet shop uh, in, uh, in my neighborhood, Edmond Park. And um, she didn't enjoy it. <laughs> she barely ate it. I mixed it in with her her regular food, and I, I did the thing where you're supposed to put like 50-50 and then 25 and uh, 75, and then like all just that original food. She does not like it. So I got to take that stuff back, probably get her something else. And I don't want to say the company that she doesn't like because I think that's rude. Uh, also because the lady who owns the store <laughs> said, oh, your cat's going to, my cats love this. I feed this my cat. It has limited ingredients. Uh, and it probably has a limited taste too, because Nova did not take to it. But you know, I liken it to me trying to feed her this uh, this this better food for her. I liken it to you know somebody who's only been eating McDonald's their entire life, and then someone offers them like a real hamburger, like a handmade hamburger, and they go, "What is this? <laughs> Why is it pink in the middle? Why is it?" Medium, rare, medium, rare. What is that? Like they, they don't even know what good tastes like. But oh, also I got a new keyboard to go along with this new mouse I got. Nice heavy duty keyboard, Bluetooth wireless, makes this seven year old computer feel brand spanking new. Uh, it did make me write a little bit more. I wrote ten pages on Wednesday. <laughs> I could, couldn't think. I thought today was Thursday. Oh God. And that's the story of what I've been doing all week. So let's get to it. Actually, and I, and I didn't even set anything up for this episode this week, which is embarrassing. I mean, I like stories would occur and I would go, well, that'd be good for the podcast. And uh, yeah, but 197 episodes. In. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll talk about something when we get back in the break. Okay. Um, this first one comes from Engadget. Fox's Tubi is the latest free streaming service to explore original shows. Why is this so zoomed in? Control minus. Okay, this comes from Jay Fingas. Fingas. Fingas, please. 
Okay, so as we know, Roku, as, as you may have heard, Roku has uh, is planning on some original shows, uh, and it also has a free streaming service. If you have a Roku, then there's like a Roku channel, I believe, and you can check out free channels there. Basically the same thing that's on Pluto TV, um, which is also free, and you know, all these different uh, free streaming platforms. So Roku wants to do some type of free streaming shows. All right. Crackle has been doing that. Sony's Crackle, which they will, which the website is, I think, sonycrackle.com. Uh, but Sony's Crackle also free shows, which is so stupid. <laughs> uh, but they have like Supermansion and they had the Dead Rising movie. And this is all from the top of my head. This is crazy that I'm remembering this. Uh, I can't remember anything else. As soon as I say that, Crackle, I'm just going to type in Crackle.com. Oh, it is just Crackle.com. Okay. Uh, oh, they, here's the, here's a banner ad for our, After the Murder of Albert Lima, a Crackle original. I guess these are another one. Oh, no, no, it's the same one. Uh, yeah, I guess these are, this is the place where you know, Crackle is the place where uh, if you can't sell to, like Hulu or Netflix or Amazon, that's yeah. <laughs> so mean. But it's kind of true. I mean, you know, whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just now I'm just perusing stuff on Crackle. <laughs> the Crackle app is not good. Anyway, and uh, now Bloomberg is saying that Fox's Tubi wants to create original shows. So, if you, as you know, Fox bought Tubi uh, last year at some point, and or two years, what doesn't matter. Last year, they bought Tubi last year, and now the idea, and and the idea then was to, just like Hulu, you can uh, it would it would upload, even though Hulu's a paid service now, it would you would have you'd be able to watch The Masked Singer on Tubi for free the day after it aired, uh, and The Masked Dancer and whatever mass shows they have mask talenter for uh for the low price of free but with ads of course uh and for the and for for the record i think tubi is a way better app than crackle oh look at me getting email oh thank you chad after reviewing your work experience we decided to make the decision not to move forward at this time well thank you so polite so polite i just applied to this uh this job yesterday and they got back to me real quickly that's how you do it warner media <laughs> So, and so now they're trying to parlay to be into their own, its own streaming product. It's own, it can be, it can be dominant in this sector where, uh, with, with this free segment where people still watch free stuff. I use Pluto TV, uh, periodically. I enjoy it. I like the idea of having 24 hour streams of stuff, uh, and, uh mainly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> And uh, America's Test Kitchen. <laughs> That's the only two things I watch. <laughs> uh, it initially focused on movies, according to the tipsters, but it's reportedly considering TV shows and may be willing to pay up to $4 million per episode. That's that's hefty. There's no mention of particular titles or release windows. I will say this, and I'm not joking. I know I, 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 make, fun of, uh, I make fun of Disney and Netflix and then... Uh, following, following my my tags, I go. Oh, yeah, the camera just turned off. Jesus, God bless in America. 
I know I make fun of Disney and uh, Netflix, and I say things like, "Oh, the uh, Disney and Netflix, oh, they're the same." Uh, hold on, I gotta do this countdown. <laughs> I know I make fun of Disney and Netflix, and I say things along the along the uh, the lines of, you know, after I make fun of them and say. Oh boy, it sure would be great to have you know to be a Disney and Netflix Plus. I got I got all this. I got shows for you and stuff. I say it in a way cooler way <laughs> than what I just did. Um, but I am willing. You want me to? You want me to make a? You want me to make a show, Tubi? Baby, I'll do it. I'll make a show for you. I'll make a show. Trust me. I'll give it to you, and it'll be less than four million dollars per episode. I got show. I got show ideas. <laughs> I have scripts. Let's go. Fox's financial chief Steve Tomsick recently recently acknowledged talks about introducing Tubi Originals, although he didn't mention the kind of content or exact spending. He did, however, say the company would quote cost effectively explore shows and avoid. All the and avoid the all-out productions you see on subscription services. Listen, I can, I'm not joking. I can give you a show that costs a hundred thousand dollars for episode, if that ten thousand. Man, you give me you give me three cameras and uh, four actors, it will be fine. No wait, five actors, will be fine. Uh, Tubi's use surged up. Uh, 58% in 2020. Wow, with 33 million members. That's a, that's a lot. That's nothing to balk at. Uh, obviously, obviously, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, like they have more. They've been around longer. But f- free, a free app to download. I, I, and I've, I mentioned this before. I th- and people, people unsubscribe from, you know, Netflix when their shows stop. Uh, they unsubscribe from HBO. They unsubscribe from... Uh, Disney Plus when their shows aren't on there's no point to keep them on to keep those to keep those recurring payments if all they want to do is watch C on Apple TV Plus or uh, For All Mankind one more The Morning Show don't know why you would want to watch The Morning Show but that trash pile so good for them I think that's a a wonderful idea I'm all for it this next one comes from The Hollywood Reporter Written by Scott Feinberg, Oscars produce such a long time for me to say these words because I was reading a headline. I was reading the headline, excuse me, and I went, oh, interesting. Oscars, colon, producers detail, quote, safe, quote, intimate, ceremony, and letter to nominees. Scott Feinberg. Uh, So, the, I, I saw, I saw a headline for this yesterday, um, during 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 the pandemic and during these award shows, uh, you'll know people. They do them from home. They do them over Zoom or Skype or what have you. Cisco Webindex, which is what I think Jimmy Kimmel Live uses, and they do these. They do these from home, and the idea like they just put on you know like a casual sweater like I'm wearing, or uh, in the case of Jason Sudeikis, a sweatshirt he's been wearing all day. And and you they put in the minimal effort and oh people oh oh it's oh I love it I love how casual things are blah 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 whatever so uh, the Oscars they're not going to opt for that they are going to attempt to have people there just like they're at the Golden Globes there were people 
at the at the at the Globes uh, on both the New York and LA side of things, and so and uh, and and you can do it. There's a there's a good way to do it and a wrong way to do it, uh, and uh, and you have to wear your formal clothes. Clothes is what I said. On Thursday, the producers of the Oscars, Steven Soderbergh, director, Stacey Schur, and Jesse Collins sent out an email for everybody who received Oscar nominations. Everybody's CC'd. <laughs> I think that'd be very funny if, if everybody was CC'd. You like you see like a Al Pacino on the same email list as uh, uh, I don't know Daniel Kaluuya. I think that'd be very funny. That's a good little sketch idea. <laughs> I did have one sketch idea where it was uh, <laughs> I thought about this uh, this morning. I thought about this morning before I went to the gym. Uh, it is uh, <laughs> a remake of of Jaws. And it starts with like someone running and panting, or like you know, yeah, someone running and panting, uh, like widescreen dark, running and panting, and then like a shark behind them swimming very, very fast. And the music's like building up, and it gets really, really serious. And then, uh, and then, <laughs> you know, cut to <laughs> the shark is in the ocean by itself, and it's just swimming around <laughs> like looking for things to eat. But everybody is like far, far, far up on the beach. Uh, having a cookout and it's all black people and <laughs> Jaws 2 starring black people and the movie's like three minutes long <laughs> and the person who was running was like I got the last packet of hot dogs <laughs> alright that's dumb the producers directly addressed the obvious questions about an Oscars in the time of COVID of course you of course your first thought is can that be done safely the answer is yes it can we're treating the event as an active movie set with specially designed testing cadences to ensure up-to-the-minute results, including an on-site COVID safety team with PCR testing capability. There will be specific instructions for those of you traveling in from outside of Los Angeles and other instructions for those of you who are already based in Los Angeles. For those who are uncomfortable attending in person, tough luck. There will be there will not be an option for Zoom on the show. Oh, Jiminy Christmas! Uh, I don't like that, but <laughs> you know, for I, I mean, for it, it's just different. You're like, because like they have these international movies, they have um, people who who don't spend their time in the Los Angeles area, uh, and you know, like Frances McDormand. I know she doesn't go to these things, but. I think she lives uh, further up the coast of California. Michael Ian Black, he's not in this, but the comedian. <laughs> he lives in Denver or something. Who else? Who else do I know lives out of out of the state uh, on purpose? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, he and his family live out of the state. So, I mean, to say, and Daniel Kalu is in, uh, in uh, Britain. So to say... Hey, you have to come is is kind of missing the point. I think the point, I mean I, I think I think what you can do, what what can what can be done is Zoom. Like that has to be the bare minimum. But, you know, and then also given on that same, you know, platform, they have to be able to be open to Zoom, but also 
yes, it's fine for them to 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 wear more formal attire. Like yeah, it's like all right, I'll wear I'll wear a tuxedo. However, I need to be able to uh to to do this show over Zoom. Anyway, they said they're aiming for a fusion of inspirational and aspirational, which in actual words means formal is totally cool if you want to go there, but casual is really not. I mean, so you're only giving them, you're giving them one option. It's just, uh, I mean, I, and, and Zoom, Zoom has worked well for all of the shows that have used it. They're just missing the point. Listen, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll do more of the show. Okay, hold on. <laughs> it's not working. Here we go. Let's do the break. Oh, no, no, it's the wrong one. This is the break. Here we go. And we're back from the break, which consisted of me sitting here in silence for 40 seconds, <laughs> drinking water. Oh, because boy, I need that. My throat was so scratched. I gotta figure out what's going on with this camera because it keeps shutting off on me. And quite frankly, I don't like it. Let's talk more about the uh, the Jaws idea. <laughs> uh, there was something else I was gonna talk about. I should have just talked about it when I had a chance. Beep. I should have just talked about it when I had a chance. I was, I, oh God, I don't even remember now. Oh, probably wasn't that important. Oh, you know what? I, here's one. Here's one. I got. I got another story because I, I usually start these, uh, the second half of this show out with, uh, oops, reset, with uh, the stories. Or I like to. That's the format of the show. Format of the show is you, you you press start, and it goes, and then I do. <laughs> you press start, it goes. Uh, I, I I I intro it, then I give you just a little bit of insight into my life and then I do one or two stories sometimes three if I'm rushing and then I go to break go to break and then after the break I come back I get a little bit more insight into my life and then I do two two max two more stories one or two more stories then I end the show that's the that's the format and you know what I hope you enjoy it because I like doing it because it's the easiest thing and sometimes I don't have personal stories going on <laughs> like now, I'm just vamping. I'm vamping for a minute. Exactly now. Okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, here we go. I bought um, uh, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars for Nintendo Switch. If you don't know, the, the last year, like, I guess, like, Mario Day is May 10th, but I think... Um, Last year was the 35th anniversary of Mario, I believe, and uh, like Mario games. And so they introduced Super Mario 3D All-Stars in the fall and or you know, like last spring. I don't know. Who cares? They introduced Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which consists of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine and Super. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. And two of those games, uh, Galaxy and Sunshine, have not been 
available outside of their systems, their main systems for uh, ever. And so they bundled all three of these games together and then they released them on Nintendo Switch uh, for 60 bucks. And they said May 31st, 2021, they're going to be off the shelves. We're not going to reproduce these. We're not going to be, it's not going to be able to be downloaded digitally uh, anymore. If you bought it, then you own it digitally, but just you're not going to be able to purchase it uh, ever. And they took, they're taking away all this Mario stuff. So I just, you know, for like a year, I've been putting it off. Oh, God, I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy this yet. I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm not going to buy it yet. And then uh, when January hit, I was like, ooh, boy, I got to buy this game. Then I got laid off. Uh, <laughs> but I but I eventually, uh, this week, I bought the game. And um, I, I booted up 64. Uh, I've played that game way too many times. So I immediately <laughs> I stopped it. And I played <laughs> Galaxy, which is a game that I think I rented um, when that was still a thing at uh, Redbox. Was it Redbox? No, I think it was Netflix. It wasn't Gamefly. It might have been Blockbuster. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I rented the game and I did not enjoy it. And then Galaxy 2 came out, and I loved it. I loved that game, which is uh, weird. Weirdly still, oddly still missing from uh, the Switch, but whatever. Uh, and I and so and so, and so now I'm, I'm playing. I think I got like maybe like a quarter of the way through on uh, Galaxy. So, but now I'm playing it again on Switch, and uh, it's still a great game. Uh, Sunshine I owned on GameCube when it came out, and it was hard, and I traded it in. And, and then I tried, you know, for like the past, like seven years, I've tried finding a cheap copy of that game, but you can't because they're all like $60 and it's insane. So anyway, I have Super Mario 3D All-Stars now. I'm excited to spend some time with that. I also bought Dreams on PS4. It was on sale for like 10 bucks a couple of weeks ago, and I was not interested at all in it. Uh, I like the idea of making games, uh... But when that game came out, it was uh, it was talked about for like two seconds, and then people stopped because uh, it's been in beta, and then then people just stopped talking about it. Um, but the the idea of dreams is you can make anything in your wildest imagination, animation. You can make uh, just still pictures. You can make playable video games with levels and music and your own sound and all this different stuff. Like literally you can literally make video games inside it on your PlayStation uh, four or five and uh, no one's been talking about it. And so I just forgot and then it was on sale for 10 bucks and I said, I might as well try it out. So I downloaded it and uh, it's a, it's, you can tell <laughs> this is going to sound so mean, but when, but people have spent hours and, know probably years because it's been in beta for so long but such a long time on some of these games and uh on on this on this platform and it, that's what dreams is as a platform uh and i played some of these games and they're and they control like it is obviously <laughs> you play one game controlled via dreams then every game like then you understand like oh i like this this does not feel terribly good like imagine uh, Gears or Crash Bandicoot, two wildly different games. <laughs> imagine Gears, uh, Gears of War or Crash Bandicoot. How tight those controls are! How it feels to you know shoot in Gears of War, and how it feels to jump and control uh, in Crash Bandicoot versus you know you pick up a, a a game within Dreams. Like people have made Sonic the Hedgehog 
you know, in dreams, Sonic Adventure. And uh, it's, he's, he's like sliding everywhere. It's very loose. Uh, however, for what it's worth, still great. I pick up dreams. I'm in amazement. People have made animations only using dreams and they've imported their audio. They've imported the, mu- the, the, the music. And it just, it amazes me that people do this. Uh, what I think Sony needs to do, it's already, they, it used to be, I think it launched at like $30 and now it's 20. Uh, then it was on sale for 10. Then it went back up to 20. But what I think Sony needs to do is, uh, I'm going to turn myself up because I'm having trouble hearing myself. <laughs> what I think Sony needs to do is to just, they have this play at home thing where they're giving away games uh, during the pandemic. So they gave away Uncharted 4, Ratchet and Clank, uh, both games I already owned, <laughs> but whatever, who cares, is free. Uh, without you having to have the, they already give away games on PlayStation Plus, but uh, but they're giving it to you without having to have that subscription to PlayStation Plus. And then in May, they're giving away Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, a game I freaking bought November on Black Friday. It was like so cheap. It was literally pennies. And I was and then I heard that news this week and I went, dang it. I should have waited because I still haven't even opened it. Uh, and uh, that's my life, guys. <laughs> Very lonely. Um, but uh, that's what they should do with dreams is and they're giving away like, you know, five other games. And then the big game is Horizon Zero Dawn. And the five other games they've already given away before on PlayStation Plus. But this time you get to own them forever. Uh, but. I think they should give away dreams because the more hands that you have it in, the better chance that people are going to discover it. Cause no one's going to want to drop, you know, 10, 20 bucks on something that, uh, they're probably going to put down soon. Uh, and, and so if they, if people have access to dreams for free via PlayStation plus or via play at home, then they're going to want to give it a shot and then they see these tools and it's a little bit it's daunting it's super daunting not a little bit it's very daunting but they see these tools and they see these other games on there and they see the animations and the still pictures and all that stuff then they're going to be even more interested because they didn't have to invest uh, any type of monetary value on it to put a value on it at all so that's my that's my sale for dreams on playstation 4 because and playstation 5 uh, but because I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful idea. Just like um, the Trials games, Trials HD, Trials uh, Fire, <laughs> and Trials Rising. I gotta know that second Trials game because that's the one I owned. Trials uh, Xbox 360. That's what I'll do. Trials Xbox. Trials Evolution. That's the one. Yeah, there's Fusion Evolution in HD, and Fusion, and and in each one of those games, you can make your own. Uh, tracks, and that's why I say that. Like, you can make your own tracks, and uh, eventually people figured out, oh, you can make your own, you know, uh, game, just like Dreams. You can make your own uh, first-person shooter. You can make your own uh, side-scrolling platformer. And I think that's wonderful. I love the creative side. It's been nine minutes. Let's move on. This comes from The Hollywood Reporter, written by Eric Gardner. Class action claims, quote, sweetheart deal between Writers Guild, Viacom, over streaming. All right, so you'll know that when you work in television, there's a thing called residuals. 
you you're on you if Big Bang Theory is the first show I could think of. That's a that's a show that is ubiquitous with money. Uh, that's not a, I'm not saying that to be facetious or anything. That's very true. But you you work on Big Bang Theory. You're let's say you're Kaylee Kuoko. You're on Big Bang Theory. You make a million dollars per episode, uh, and and you guys make it to a hundred hundred episodes, which is syndication. Um, we'll get to streaming in a second. A hundred episodes syndication. Now TBS and USA and uh, the CW all want to buy those first hundred episodes so they can run them and air them because uh, there'll be an easy way to get viewers, to get a, a, a solid uh, group of viewers. Okay, so they buy those episodes, and what happens is, a lot of stuff happens, but one of the things happens is the people, Kaylee Kuoko, Johnny Galecki, and uh, the rest, they get, and the rest, uh, they have to. That's going to be a tagline to the show. They get a certain percentage uh, based on those episodes airing. And that percentage goes down of money. That The percentage of money goes down, uh, you know, throughout the years. So uh, TBS plays season one in 2010, and then they're still playing it in 2021. It's, it's considerably less than it was on day one of syndication. So here we are. That the showrunner, former showrunner of Key and Peele, Jay Martell, is leading a suit that alleges the Writers Guild of America has breached its duty of fair representation with respect to loyalties, uh, royalties, <laughs> owed rather, uh, owed comedy writers like those who work on The Daily Show of Trevor Noah. On Wednesday, a, pu- a putative class action was brought against the Viacom, that Viacom's was brought, alleging that Viacom's Comedy Central units are breaching a collective bargaining agreement and that the Writers Guild is maintaining a clandestine settlement agreement. What are we, uh, the script notes over here talking about the writer's agreement? Oh, Andrew Cuomo's back. I will not resign. <laughs> I, will, I will not resign even though I'm having the mannerisms of Richard Nixon. <laughs> I will not resign at all. My buddy Joe Biden backs me. All right. Uh, Martel's complaint alleges that for years, Viacom subsidiaries failed to abide by the terms of the CBA, quote, by improperly computing or simply not paying residuals owed thereunder for the use of television, motion pictures, and new media, in particular, with respect to ad-supported video-on-demand services. So, uh, that is saying that show... I gotta turn this thing down. I gotta turn this thing down. That's my fault. That is saying... That uh, on, let's say, Hulu, um, with with ads, the $6 option, let's say on, you know, when you go on cable and there's episodes of the daily, the latest episode of Daily Show and you get to watch it for free with ads, um, that there's that. Let's say ComedyCentral.com, which you can go and watch the episodes of the, of the Daily Show, Key and Peele, Tosh.0, uh, for free, but there's ads. All that stuff combines and people still should need to and should 
be paid for that previous work uh, because they, they made it. It is in their contracts. Uh, a settlement, one that Martel characterizes as the quote, unquote, sweetheart deal, was then allegedly worked out between Viacom units and the WGA. It wiped out the employer de- uh, defendant's historical liabilities across the series in exchange for a single paltry lump sum payment. No one knows how much it is. So the WGA is already uh, hailing this, this new, this new um, deal it struck with agencies, but now they're coming back. Uh, there's a, roots of uh, this small thing. What did I just say? <laughs> now they're fighting this. <laughs> Uh, in a statement provided to THR, WGA West acknowledges the settlement and sources some potential frustration. According to the statement, the case settled prior to arbitration for the full amount owed to riders plus interest payments and penalties for failure to report. The riders' frustration will, uh, with the outcome stems from the fact that current industry collective bargaining agreements provide a fixed payment for the first year of free streaming and allow companies to exclude significant promotional use of programs excerpts from residual payments. Huh. Interesting. That's my first time reading that. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't particularly like this uh, explanation, but for Martel to notice that that he that you haven't been paid for uh, certain shows uh, is pretty astounding in the first place. Um, it, you know, I think the WGA. And I say this, and I want to be a part of WGA one day, but I think they're trying to just sweep this under the rug as fast as possible because they are coming back from this uh, for like the past two and a half years, three years. They were fighting with agents, agencies uh, for packaging deals, which basically amounted to uh, networks would buy packaging deals, where the networks would buy deals from agents where you were packaged with, uh, you know, certain aspects of a deal and then agents would also get paid, you know, a lot more than you were getting paid or a lot more than they deserve to be paid for your work from them, from network. I think it's just, they're just trying to sweep this under the rug. Uh, if you want to hear more about this stuff, I would think that uh, you should go to script notes. And finally... This comes from writing. Written by Brian Steinberg, NFL strikes new rights packs. Fox seeds Thursdays to Amazon. ABC gains Fox uh, Super Bowl. Excuse me. ABC gains Super Bowl slot. I was just thinking Fox had NBA uh, had uh, Thursday night football. I thought that was NBC, but NBC has Sunday night football. I did a story on this. I should know. So NFL set new deals, rights deals, and uh, we knew this was coming because the rights were coming up this year. Uh, here are the here are the things. Thursday night football, and this is huge news, going to Amazon Prime exclusively. Uh, what I can assume is that Amazon paid enough money for that to happen, and uh, and also the ratings there were good enough for you know, com- compared compared to, you know, Fox's Thursday Night Football. Uh, we're good enough for uh, for Amazon to just, for for NFL to go, yeah, sure, why not? Um, the When Amazon started airing 
the uh, the Thursday night football games, they would get like disparate games, you know, throughout the season. Uh, a couple years ago, like I don't know, like four or five. Uh, but now for them to have thirteen, however long the season is, that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty pretty gosh darn good for them. I wonder. I mean, and then also Amazon was one of the. It's the first to introduce multiple audios for for the um, for for streaming. So you could watch the. There's like three or four streams. You know, one with Hannah Storm, and then another one with uh, Collinsworth, and so on. You know, it just go on like that. Collinsworth probably wasn't in it. I just had to name somebody else. <laughs> okay. Uh, Walt Disney's ABC will air the uh, Super Bowl for the first time in more than 15 years, and they're also going to share it with ESPN. So it's going to be on ABC and ESPN. We'll get to that in one second. Monday Night Football is going to air on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. Again, that in a second. Uh, the NFC package is going to be on Fox and Tubi. Wow. AFC package, CBS and Paramount Plus. Interesting. This is the first time I'm seeing this. I'm not kidding. And Sunday Night Football is going to be NBC and Peacock. Are they really going to air these on these streaming platforms? I can see ESPN Plus airing Monday Night Football, but man. And then Thursday Night Football, NFL Network and Prime Video. NFL Network is going to get a rotating list of games, I believe. Uh, in exchange for the exorbitant rights, the networks will get the chance to broadcast games in new venues. NBC will be able to simulcast Sunday Night Football oh, on Peacock, for example, and the service will, over the life of the new contract, get to air some games exclusively, according to some of one of these people. Fox will get to... You know what? Last week, and I, and I remember saying this uh, dutifully, <laughs> I remember saying this with so much gusto, that I thought that Peacock was going to uh, not fail, but die out and eventually be rolled into like Hulu or something. Uh, with this new, I, with this new pact, and with the WWE pact, I think that's starting uh, in a month or so for, or less than a month for Peacock. They're really focusing on sports, and that is how you do it. That is how you attract people. Because you can have the best shows in the world, and I don't think you're going to be able to, you know, catch up to, to I don't know, Netflix or something. Um, but the moment you get sports, uh, Amazon Prime, people are going to, I think we're going to see a surge of subscribers come the fall. We're going to see a surge for Peacock, for Paramount Plus, if you can have all that stuff. And it's easily accessible. If I can sit on my couch, load up the Chromecast with Google TV, go subscribe, and boom, I'm right there. Fox will get to broadcast games on Christmas and expand the games it can air on a Spanish language service for Fox Deportes. Perfect. The company will also get the option to stream certain games on its Tubi service and align NFL games with its Fox Bet gaming business, according to one person familiar with the structure of some of these deals. Viacom CBS will get to stream games on Paramount Plus broadband outlet. Uh, and, you know, kind of, CBS All Access is already airing these games. Um, if you had the CBS stream. Uh, well, not if it already came to CBS stream, but whatever. Uh, ESPN is gonna air gets the rights to air. Jesus, oh god, they're gonna. This is the recycling company. They're gonna dump some stuff. I gotta turn the microphone down. 
Uh, they're going to get to air two Super Bowls, and then ESPN Plus will be able to stream one international series game on an exclusive national basis every season and simulcast uh, all ABC and ESPN games. That is great news. That is more accessibility for for not just football, but for sports. Because if I can, if I'm a soccer fan and I want to watch Man U, the only soccer team I know apparently. <laughs> and they're only available on Peacock or they're only available on um, Paramount Plus, whereas that game would would not, you know, five years have been available to watch anywhere. Perfect. That's wonderful. Uh, I do have an issue with these being gate-kept, but in a couple of years, hopefully this will all work out, uh, unless we all go back to bundling, which we kind of are, Disney Plus. The NFL Network, which had previously shared rights to broadcast Thursday Night Football, will continue to televise a select schedule of NFL games on a yearly basis. Oh, we like that already. And these numbers are huge for uh, what these what the what the deals were paid for, and also the ad spots because the ad spots have grown even bigger. The packages basically start at one billion and go up to two point seven billion in the case of Monday Night Football. I would think Sunday Night Football costs more, but apparently uh, Monday Night Football is where it's at. And all of these jumped up in price points of about forty two percent, thirty two percent, up to uh, upwards of one hundred and thirty two percent. Wow! Just then, that's just the annual cost two point seven billion for Monday Night Football on, on ABC. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. That's why the ad spots jump up. And now, speaking of ABC, I want to move on to this. ABC might air the Super Bowl over multiple networks. Now, um, was it the the NFC and AFC title games uh, that's written by Brian Steinberg, a Super Bowl megacast is under construction at Disney? Uh, <laughs> I said that really mockingly. <laughs> The AFC and AFC title games, when uh, Viacom aired them, Viacom CBS aired them uh, between uh, CBS, TV Land, and Nickelodeon, uh, and I think I think TV Land, but definitely 100% Nickelodeon, where they had the kids' version of these games with the slime and SpongeBob was there hanging out and stuff, and and the uh, the uprights of the the thing. Uh, and so, and that that worked out really well for them, even though there was an F word, an F bomb on <laughs> on that broadcast. Uh, but it was still it was still really good because people were talking about it. People like to see the touchdowns with slimes and stuff, and that was uh, all digitally really fun, like this digital slimes and all that stuff. So now, uh, ABC is thinking of the same thing. Jimmy Pietro, I believe that's the name. Yep, is the uh, chairman of ESPN and sports content. Uh, and now that they have these new rights to these games, Disney, you know, have they've uh, they want to do the, something similar to what Viacom did with the slime and stuff. Uh, they could air a kids a kids broadcast on on Disney Channel or Disney XD or something like that. Um, my, late last year, Disney devised a range of bespoke telecasts of a wild card game. One tailored for younger viewers on the company's free-form cable outlet. Yeah, they would never do that on Disney. Never mind. It has created uh, informal, quote, viewing party sessions on ESPN2 that can often draw sports celebrities. And it crafted a streaming version of the event on Broadband Hub ESPN Plus aimed at viewers interested in sports betting. 
So just like what Fox uh, is, is wanting to do. So yeah, let's do it. Let's mix it all up, baby. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, but let's, you like, you lose nothing. You lose nothing when you do stuff like this. And they have all these brands, and you might as well. People, and, and they're so recognizable. But Mickey Mouse will never be there. Oh boy, I enjoy, I'm enjoying this game. Hit him in the head. Give him CTE. <laughs> CTE is not funny. Listen. Oh, hold on. Before I go, there, uh, this episode is the anniversary episode. I think Google has uh, told me this via the photos I take on my phone. Uh, apparently, the last week, so today's the 19th, last week on the 11th, I think, was the, uh, this has been a long episode of this stupid show, was the, uh, was the last, it was the first time that I did a, a podcast called the Chad White Podcast, which was a, uh, when this when this website was very bad, <laughs> before I found what I wanted to do, was host of a poorly watched news show and a poorly written one too, and a, and a poorly made podcast. Although it sounds as it sounds better than it does uh, now. However, Chad White podcast was the first show I did uh, with my friends Patrick Boykin. And uh, uh, Chad Krober, and I. And it was just it was just gonna be a show where you know shoot the s and you hang out. <laughs> I refuse to curse on this show. <laughs> Try to get ads, baby. Uh, where you hang out? I refuse to get ads. Uh, where you hang out? <laughs> where you hang out and we're just talking and stuff and uh, it's and, you know and yeah, obviously I would have topics and stuff. Uh, and, and then eventually that just turned into me doing this alone. So here we are. But the Chad White podcast, I, I thought about putting that up. I don't want to because I have not listened to it. I, maybe maybe next year. Uh, but it's a, it was a revolutionary idea. Uh, just me, two guys sitting down. And I had one microphone that I do not use anymore. And thank goodness because it's a bad microphone. But uh, it was just, it's just one microphone I put in the middle of the table. It was a cardioid, and it would try to, I would try to capture all three people. I didn't know what a cardioid was at the time. Uh, and, you know, and it sounded, and the show sounded horrible from what I can remember. But we had a good time making it, and that's what, that's what was important. We just hung out and had a good time making it. And, uh, we, you know, so many ideas. Uh, and then they got lazy, and I said, I got I to gotta keep doing this thing. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, 197. In three weeks, we'll be at 200, and I will not have done anything. Here it comes. I, I better. I can hear. I can hear it right now. I can hear that truck outside. Uh, if you want to see a video version of this show, don't know why you want to sit through 48 minutes of this. Head to or 47. How long this is going to be when I edit it down? Head to YouTube.com/slash/cpluscomedy where you can see me just sitting in front of the computer now because the camera turned off. Uh, it's noon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> also on YouTube.com slash C plus comedy is our premiere show news time. This week's episode is about the Grammys. Uh, I take I take one topic and I dive right into it. It's a very funny episode, I think. Um, 
I'm kicking my feet. <laughs> if you can hear the chair bouncing, I'm kicking my feet like a little baby. Um, it's this week's episode is about the Grammys and it is talking about snubbing and all that other stuff that comes with the Grammys and the new rules and the, all that. Whatever. Check it out. Very funny episode. Uh, com. See me talking to a bunch of your favorite comedians. Trying to get some more interviews, but that's tough going. And Instagram and Twitter at C plus comedy. Me, Instagram, Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook, rate, review, subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts, but please do it on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Bye.